Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, welcome back to the Balance Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. So... Today, we have the incredible Brie Mallinson on the show. She blew my mind. I have so much to tell you about her. First, I want to say, yes, I'm back on another Wednesday episode, weekly episode. Even though I said I might be stepping back for a while to focus on healing, which is still happening. That's still a thing. I just haven't decided what that looks like yet. I'm really focusing on and loving having no rules around what that looks like and all of that good stuff. I've had a lot of you reach out, which has been so kind, and tell me that you support whatever I choose to do and that I don't have to have rules and that this podcast can come out whenever or maybe every week or less or more. So I'm trying to just let my soul lead the way, which is appropriate because today's guest is all about intuition and the soul, truly a soul on fire moment. So that's awesome. But also I'm just so passionate about talking to you guys and sharing and getting the word out all the time, um, getting these episodes out because I get so excited about them when we record them. I don't want to hold them hostage on my computer and not release them. So I'm also just accepting that this podcast is really healing for me. And the only time that it's not is maybe when I commit to too much and have like too many interviews in a week, or if I ever commit to having anyone on who's not totally soul on fire, who's not totally like in alignment with me or the highest good of all of us. So I'm so careful with my guests. And right now you've probably noticed I'm having very few guests on. I'm doing a lot of solo episodes and then having only, only, only people on who really speak to my heart and my soul and who are a huge yes from my spirit guides and my angels and me. So Brie was one of those people. I first heard her on my friend Raquel's podcast, Your Own Magic, about probably over the, in the winter time. I listened to that episode. I made a mental note to reach out to Brie and didn't do it because I've just been so sick. And like I said, not even really focusing much on like outreach to podcast guests. But I figured at some point in time, we would connect. And of course, as divine timing would have it, she emailed me 
and said that she was coming to LA and we have all these mutual friends and all this great stuff. So I was like, perfect, come over, come on the podcast. So she did. And she does a lot of awesome stuff, you guys. She's a spiritual channel. She's a medium, which means she channels angels and loved ones who have passed away and high vibrational beings of all kinds. She also channels the Pleiadian aliens, which I have talked about quite a bit on this show. I feel very connected to the Pleiadians. I actually just channeled them myself in a solo episode that's coming out next week. That was like my first time channeling out loud ever for a public audience. So that will be interesting. Um, Brie is an expert at channeling the Pleiadians. I have so much to learn from her. They're a group of light beings. So if aliens, if that word freaks you out, just think of like anything that's separate from us, life on other planets, or other dimensions. And sadly, but not sadly, because she'll be back. Um, we didn't get to channel the Pleiadians today because Brie and I talked about so much stuff and we were having so much fun and our conversation got really deep. We talked about her journey and then we talked about she channeled my angels and things like that, which was awesome. But we ran out of time. So she's going to come back on. I want to have her back on in like a month. So I have to talk to her about that because I saw that she's going to be back in LA. But I want you to know that she has some awesome courses on her site, um, briemallinson.com. She has a psychic boot camp and some other stuff where you can connect with your soul. It seems really awesome. I'm going to do some of those courses and she's offering a gift to you guys, our listeners, which is the code blonde for 10% off of all of her courses. So check those out on her website. I mean, she's amazing. I did her breathwork class the day after we recorded this podcast and I went to another dimension where my body was vibrating. I had like alien beings entering my body. My soul gave me all these messages about reconnecting with family members who I haven't been in touch with lately. Jonathan was there. He had spiritual experiences as well. I won't tell his stories for him, but hopefully he'll come on soon and tell tell you guys. And then the next day, I was so open. I did a lot of channeling of a friend of a friend who passed away a long time ago when we were in high school and that was really powerful. So yeah, Brie is incredible. I love her. I'm going to go stay at her house in Carmel. That's how much I love her. I can't get enough of her. I don't feel that way about that many people because I like being alone so much, but I like her a lot. She's awesome. So you guys are going to love this episode. We talk about connecting to our intuition. We talk about opening up psychically and spiritually, and it's really fun. So there's that. Uh, Can't wait for you guys to hear it. If you have not subscribed to the show or rated and reviewed, I would love if you could do that. If it wasn't too much trouble, if you have any free time this week. Um, And if you do, I will send you a gift, which is my yoga ebook. It's like over 200 pages of awesomeness. And that's a huge gift that I like to give 
everyone who takes the time to rate and review the show and subscribe. So just send me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancedblonde.com if you do that so I can send you the free gift. And also, if you subscribe, that just means that you get a little notification on your phone every time a new episode goes live, which is fun. That's how I remember to listen to all the shows that I love. So I recommend doing it always. I think it's cool and I appreciate it if you do. You can also join our Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook. If you haven't already, you'll meet friends from all over the world. It is a very cool group of people. I try to be as active in there as possible, even though sometimes I go days without being on Facebook, which also feels really good. But it's an awesome community, especially if you're looking for other high vibrational people to connect with and friends, potentially even in your area. We have people in there from all over the world, girls and guys, mostly girls, but definitely some guys, which I think is cool. Love, shout out to all of the Soul on Fire men. You guys are awesome. So yeah, Soul on Fire podcast tribe and... Before we dive into the episode, let's thank our sponsor, Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic, thank you for being such incredible people. You guys make my world go round. Tarot, founder of Four Sigmatic, has been on the show. Let me check what episode number that was. I've been into doing this lately. Um, He talks all about mushrooms and adaptogens and why they're good for us. That was episode 85. So you can always head back and listen to that episode to learn all about Four Sigmatic and why these medicinal adaptogenic shrooms are good for us because they're good for us in so many ways and for so many reasons. My personal favorite is chaga. I like to start my day with a cup of chaga, which I usually mix with hot water and some stevia and sometimes some, I actually get this like coconut cream stuff from the farmer's market and it's really good. And I froth it up in my frother, which you can find on my Amazon shop page. And I make a little chaga latte. It makes me feel really alert and good and energized because that's what I need. So the cool thing about mushrooms and adaptogens is that it really helps us adapt. So plants adapt to their surroundings and people, we don't do that as much. So that's just a thing that happens. Um, So these beautiful mushroom plants go into our system and help us adapt. So if we need more energy, it will give us energy. If we need more focus, it will give us focus. If we need more clarity, it will give us clarity. And of course, each mushroom has a different purpose. So it's nice to do some research if you're looking for a a specific property. And it's great because Four Sigmatic has a lot of education on their website. I love right now their mushroom latte. It's so delicious and it has coconut milk powder in it. So it's like naturally really creamy. And I love always their matcha and it just depends on if I'm like doing caffeine at a certain time or not. So they just have tons of different products for whatever floats your fancy. You can always use the code blonde for 15% off and you can go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde to see all my favorites and shop my favorites. 
and they're just really good people. So I recommend their company. I recommend supporting them. I recommend introducing mushrooms into your life because they taste good and because they're good for you and because they'll help your body adapt to different situations. It's better for you than coffee. I hate to break it to you because I too was a coffee addict for many years, but you can also have both. So I'm never going to tell you what to do, but you can add Four Sigmatic into your coffee, or you can have coffee in the morning and Four Sigmatic as a pick-me-up later on because it won't make you jittery and won't keep you awake at night. I'm probably going to have a mushroom hot cacao tonight because it's nighttime and that sounds delicious. So enjoy Four Sigmatic and let's head into this episode with Brie. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. I've been such a fan Mm. of everything that you do ever since I heard you on the first podcast that I listened to you on. And since then, I've listened to probably all the podcasts that you've done. (laughs) I listened to Uh a couple on my walk today. Oh, sweet. So I feel like I've been with you all day. Did this already happen? We already had a chat. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So I'm just excited to introduce you to the listeners and share your intuition and everything that you do, which is so incredible. Thank so you. So just say hi to our Soul on Fire tribe and tell them a little bit about you. Oh, thank you so much. It's such an honor and thank you for all that you're doing. And yeah, so, so nice to connect with more souls in this way. Yeah. So I um, call myself a spiritual medium in a channel. Uh, And so I know it's pretty basic, but a medium is just the ability to to connect with what we term as the non-physical. And I usually use the analogy of kind of maybe having a three-way phone call. So if you're like, can you ask my soul what the deal is with blank? Sure. Hold on a second. Get the information and relay it. And then as a channel, um, just the ability to get completely out of the way. And so when I do that, I'm essentially using my vehicle as a mic. Um, the past few years, it's been mostly through writing, and I'm just now getting comfortable with um, using it more vocally. So yeah, I've been doing this work for about 10 years and it was a super slow build. I, uh, you know, as a child was intuitive as we all are and had experiences that, you know, there was no vocabulary or really space for an explanation. So I shut it off, you know, just seeing things. And I remember having kind of like these strange, almost like being elevated at night or these weird things happening at night. And I just recently had sat down to channel about, you know, some specific question. And a lot of times they'll just say, Hey, uh, we want to talk to you about this. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so I get out of the way. And they were like, yeah, as a kid, you were, um, you were like going back up to be worked on because it was hard for you to be here. And eventually you got used to being here and you didn't really need to do that anymore. Mm. So, you know, whatever that is. 35 years later, giving the info, but um, yeah, so I just, I lived quite a conventional life for, until I hit my Saturn returns. Right. Um, Which for everybody listening, if they don't know what Saturn return is, can you just 
explain it a little? Sure. I mean, I may not be the best person because I'm not super educated or versed in astrology. You can just explain it from like your personal experience. Absolutely. I can touch on what it's like to be in a Saturn return right now. Yeah, it's intense. I um, So for me, when I went through, it was in conjunction with me kind of saying, okay, I'm going to listen to this, you know, what this, this nudge and the messages that I had received once I learned how to meditate. So it, for mine was like coincide with a bit of surrender and my life. I felt like all my, not all my, but a lot of my pain body stuff and was just handed to me. Like all of the, everything was just unearthed, like family drama, like so much just came up. And I remember kind of at the apex of that, I got some news and my whole body went out. Like I was actually, like my back was just frozen for like a week. I couldn't oh my move. Gosh. Yeah. And I feel like my Saturn return lasted like quite a few years, not oh, to, wow. um, but maybe it was just the, you know, the beginning and the tail end. But basically when you're about 27, um, everything just comes up for you to shift and change. And it feels hard because you're, you're really re-identifying yourself. Um, so if you move through it consciously, it comes with incredible growth. Yeah. Tell me about yours yeah. right now. Well, it's so interesting because I had felt like I was in my Saturn return for a while, getting sick with Lyme. And although I've been sick for probably a decade, I got hit with excessive just exhaustion and the symptoms of Lyme flared up really terribly about a, close to two years ago. And then since I've been treated, even just more intense because toxins are dying off. And even though I'm on the path to healing, makes it harder in the interim because the die-off reactions are so tough. And then just trying to figure out what's working, what's not working, taking tons of medications and supplements and treatments and my whole life is doctor's appointments and all of that. Then I learned my actual Saturn return started last month. So I was like, what? I feel like I've been doing this for two years. Um, But technically from this March to this December is the actual period Mm. of my personal Saturn return, Mm -hmm. which I too thought that they were longer, but I think like the period around Saturn return is pretty intense as well. Mm -hmm. Plus I should probably get my chart looked at because this was just online. So who knows? Mm -hmm. But I was thinking, of course, I'm getting married in November. Mm. So how interesting that I'm entering this totally new phase of life wow. during my Saturn return, but close to the end. So mm-hmm. that's, that's good. Yeah. But, um, changes have happened since mm-hmm. March, since mm-hmm. it started, like the spiritual journey has just intensified incredibly. Although I've been on a very spiritual path mm-hmm. ever since I started this podcast and was introduced to so many just intuitive people and mediums and mm-hmm. channels and all the different guests. Mm-hmm. So I loved that. But oh my gosh, the intensity of my own abilities has mm-hmm. been, yeah, just oh, every single day is like 
such a journey. Wow. I learned so much. I also have no energy. Mm-hmm. Like just even talking is huge, huge, huge energy, which is hilarious no. because I have a podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, my life is pretty much upside down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as you said, moving through it consciously mm-hmm. feels good. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes it makes it harder when you know too much. It's like, yeah. you know too much. I also had a bit of a, um, recently, like kind of an upgrade or an awakening or, or something just, and it was through breath work I was sharing with you earlier. And I didn't do anything after that happened. So I, I just to explain, I, I did a breathwork training and uh, in the training, my whole, I felt like my whole soul really like actually dropped into my body after I had felt like I like literally went to the other side. And I know that sounds less dramatic coming from a medium, <laughs> but it was so embodied and I understood everything and the meaning of life. And I after that was high for like three days and I was walking around Hollywood and everything was illuminated and I couldn't look at anyone without bawling my eyes out because it was so filled with love. But it wasn't this conscious process or this slow process that I I got to. So I didn't really change anything afterwards. It was just kind of like, oh, all right, well, well, that happened after it wore off a little bit. So I didn't make any changes in my everyday life. And I went on <clears throat> working as I was, thinking as I was. And I had a, like a, a bit of a crash, like so much fatigue. And I felt so disempowered and um, confused. And then I sat down and connected, which I often actually forget that I can do. Right. <laughs> I don't really do it for myself that much unless I'm really struggling. Um. Anyways, I just asked and my body was like, girl, I got to work twice as hard now. If you are like, and my guides were like, you reach this kind of essence or vibration. And so now you, you have to meet that because otherwise there's, there's too much of a, a pull. And so I was becoming so fatigued. And so I had to really make some shifts around just the way that I was thinking and also what I was doing, obviously, um, around thinking I, I have to work so much or I have to do all these things in order to receive. And they were mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, too much. Right. You can't live there anymore. <laughs> right. So what did those shifts look like in your life? Uh, well, it's continual and like as a, is our, our growth, you know, but right now um, I'm hiring a lot more than I ever have. Mm. And it was a scary jump to make, um, but it feels really good and supportive. I'm also really trying to gauge what I'm doing. So I'm really thankful that I love what I do, right? but the ego can get a hold of anything. Yeah. And so I really have to watch myself of like, why am I doing this class? Am I doing, I love doing this class, but am I, is it really coming from a place of are there some unconscious like desires from my ego around needing to expand my reach or needing to get in front of this person or like whatever could be like, oh no, this is a smart business thing. It's fine. I'm just trying to be a lot more honest with myself and have the courage to do less. And I know for me right now, a big 
part of what I'm trying to move through is being able to trust that I can do what I'm supposed to be doing and connect and not have to do all the other things anymore and know that my curiosity and my my ability to to be of a vessel in this way can and will sustain me versus no I have to create this blanket for me to exist in so that then I can go do that. Right. So um it's really interesting to watch myself like yeah. literally every day. Yeah. What am I doing with my energy? And um and I saw that too when I had that kind of awakening. I saw myself almost just like pushing papers around. Not that I'm literally doing that, but all the busy work that I'm doing um is just I'm like, wow, Brie, you're playing so small. Right. Yeah. Oh, I can relate. That's kind of what my soul has been showing me lately too, Mm -hmm. just letting the ego. I mean, I know the ego's protecting us in many ways, but just trying to disconnect from the ego as much as possible Mm because my soul has shown me I will not heal if I continue on the way that I have been. Mm -hmm. Even though I love what I do, Mm -hmm. just like you're saying, Mm -hmm. I feel, I felt like tons of guilt because I created this business that I love where I podcast and I have this incredible audience who's listening to us right now. And I have my blog and all I have to do to show up for work is like post about things that I love, Mm -hmm. that I love. Mm -hmm. So I have had tremendous guilt of like, why, why is this not fulfilling me? the way that it once did Mm -hmm. when I started this six years ago Mm -hmm. and a huge part of all of it is my ego and, but no, you have to show up and be seen and, Mm -hmm. and do this stuff on social media and the Mm -hmm. podcast and this audience and the brand and keep growing. And that's all the ego where to heal I've been shown from my soul and my highest self knows this in my quiet moments, <sighs> it's okay to just be me mm-hmm. and to disconnect from me as the balanced blonde. There's also a person in here that's mm-hmm. like, I'm okay just to be me. If any of this is making sense. Oh my God, um, so much. Yeah. yeah, it's really beautiful. And yeah, I've been calling the ego lately the negotiator. It's mm-hmm. like, what do I have to do to get this thing? And it's always, you know, some of it's conscious, but a lot of it is unconscious. Um, and just being aware of, yeah, how are we negotiating? And um, it always comes down to that at, it, at its core. It's about our essence and our identity and what trips us up across the board is interjecting our identity, needing to interject our identity into things and this real deep unconscious like need to be important, even right. though of course that's not your game plan, but there's probably some stuff there of like how, you know, it's survival, what will it look like? But we know from experience and also the messages you you receive that it can be so much better and easier if you let go and just trust, but it's Mm -hmm. just, it's scary. And the thing is too, it's like one of the like most simple things that I always come back to is whatever doesn't serve me doesn't actually serve the other person. And so that doesn't mean that I don't 
do acts of kindness and I don't take joy in those things um, or think about how I can help and assist and support others. But you have to follow, you know, what's really lighting you up and know that with your audience, you're going to be elevated into some new type of creativity or consciousness that can help even will help them because it's probably not helping how are the old ways yeah. that you were showing up isn't actually really helping them. I agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And that notion of just letting go of what we think we want and what we think is going to be the most important and the most like, but I've wanted this for so long, letting go of it to, to know that when we surrender, something so much greater is going to happen for me, but for everyone who I impact. So yes, I'm with you and I see it and yeah. I've seen it on my soul journey. Yeah. And meditation. And it's doing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's the right. embodiment. Every single day it's waking up and like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm still exploring what this new phase of life is. And it's so exciting. It's like the best most exciting thing that's ever really happened to me, but it's also so scary, so hard. I have no energy, um, <laughs> all of that, but we'll get into that when, yeah. we, when we talk more about me and sure. we channel, but I yeah. want to talk about you. Okay. Um, Favorite subject. Yeah. Of me. Just yes. kidding. <laughs> I want to know, just like you've been so intuitive your whole life. Mm-hmm. What was it like before you woke up to these gifts and before you understood that you were a medium. Yeah. What what was it like to just feel all those things? So I um, shut it off for a really long time and it was just kind of this curiosity that I had. So I had it as a kid, the curiosity, the experiences, and then shut it down. But I was always like super interested in metaphysics and self-help. And would see like psychics here and there. And in fact, the first, um, I've really probably only seen like a handful of psychics. And maybe I'm like loyal or I just, I just don't do that That's much. Good. But uh, the first two, I think that I saw, they both stopped in the reading, like in the middle of the reading. And they were like, hold on. They were like, you know, Jesus. And I was like, what? I had no, my, par- my parents did, I had zero religious upbringing at all. And they're like, yeah, he's here. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Hey, hey, Sus, what's up? <laughs> um, and I was so, you know, my ego's like, well, was I, was I a disciple? I'm like, right. you know, like, blink if I was Mary Magdalene. Like, <laughs> 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 that is amazing. But I think, you know, I, and then later I went and saw, like, I, I, I think, you know, I think that I was, and I did see that it was, I was able to, the reason why is I was kind of seeing what is possible within shifting consciousness and, and healing and all that. So I had seen psychics and there was, you know, messages that would come like through those of, I remember one of them was, I was a dancer for a long time. And I remember her looking at me just really deeply and she was like, you have gifts you don't know about yet. And I was like, oh, like sweet dance moves, like oh, not impossible. Like, right. um, and so I really had no idea. And until my late 20s and I moved to LA for dance, um, learned how to meditate and I would just hear you're a healer whenever I would ask like, what's my purpose? What am I doing here? Like, what am I going to dance for Brittany or whatever my mm-hmm. concerns were? 
and I would hear you're a healer. And then I finally just surrendered and was like, okay. I mean, obviously it made sense. It was my biggest interest. And I asked for a teacher and like, just kind of, you know, I was on a plane and I was like, okay, if I'm supposed to do this work, then I need a teacher. And this was over 10 years ago. So it wasn't really trending. There wasn't like a lot of examples of it. And so on the way back home on that trip on the plane, she sat next to me and handed me her card and it was Theta Healing. Um, Mm. And so I, and in that moment, I saw myself working for her. So I took her class. She ended up asking me to work for her, took the teacher's courses And that was my first healing class. And I kind of immediately got certified in teaching other people. So I started with Theta Healing and uh, it was a real slow build. Like I was super, I was completely enthralled and the best student and like highlighted my book and read it twice and practiced all the time. Uh, Yeah, it was a really slow build. Probably, you know, I teach a, a program And I teach people how to access their intuition, just kind of like from ground zero to channeling. Mm -hmm. And I see them go through it so much faster because of, I think, collective consciousness. It's in the conversation. We're like, yes, it's okay. Yes, it's safe. Yes, it's there. And so people are opening up a lot faster. So my build was quite slow and I just kind of practiced, like slowly built my clientele, had a a part-time job as as I was working in a nonprofit through dance and also just like grant stuff. And then eventually quit that job, which was scary too, like not the same level of what you're going through or, but the same idea of here's this really great, beautiful job that I love that has flexibility and the cushion um, to jump into the unknown of whatever, wherever my heart's pulling me. But um, it was, yeah, such a freeing decision I made. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into it and and I'm thankful because I really, I think it was supposed to be so that I can teach people that like, look, it's grounded. I didn't wake up, you know, seeing dead people and through walls and, um, and I also learned a really strong foundation of, uh, connecting clearly and not taking on any psychic drama or other people's energy. And so that's one of the biggest things I like to share too, just Mm -hmm. for, I think there's a misconception around opening your intuition that you'll just, if you open it up, then you'll just open it up to whatever. Right. Right. And that's definitely not the case. We're just not usually taught how to create those boundaries and set yourself up. And just like, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, when I was little, I had been haunted a lot and I had those experiences, but I didn't know that you could just stand your ground. And so I just let the fear take over until I learned like, oh no, I can just own my space. That's a choice. I can tell that. I mean, usually with a ghost, they're, they're a little bit stuck. So I try to do it in a conscious way of like trying to help to send them right. to the light, but I don't get caught in the drama of it. And I, now it doesn't happen to me anymore because I learned kind of, yeah, how to create those boundaries. And, yeah. How do you create those boundaries? I feel like I have a boundary issue personally. So probably mm-hmm. a lot of people listening can relate to that. Yeah. Um, with not as much with spirits, but mm-hmm. with people. Yeah. Um, what are some of your tips for energetic boundaries? Yeah. I love boundaries are my favorite. I really love helping and empowering people yes. in that. Um, 
because we're all at our core, because we're human, we're empaths, period. And the more that you move through your life consciously and the way that I kind of like verbalize it is tap more into your soul, the more you're going to open up your intuition. Like, And it's actually maybe the quickest route to opening up your intuition mm-hmm. because if you're I'm kind of deviating, but if we're stuck in a lot of conscious thought and always responding to the physical stimuli that's in front of us and life is happening to me and how am I reacting? It's almost like having a a busy radio signal and not a lot can really get in, right? So when we start to unplug from conditional living and we open ourselves up to like a softer perspective of life, our intuition more easily comes Mm -hmm. in. Uh, So part of that, one way people experience receiving messages or communicating, which we're really doing all the time, but it's just more heightened, is through what we would call being an empath or just your clairsentient. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I used to really get affected by things and like cry at the grocery store if somebody couldn't, wasn't able to pay their bill. Or (laughs) And so one of the things that I like to share with people is what personal beliefs could you be holding around that. So generally anything that we're experiencing on an energetic level, we're also holding on an unconscious level within our programming programming or our belief systems. So as a kid, just to be like softly aware, this is just like one piece to it. What, when did I learn how to do that? So for me, I know that one of my beliefs that was keeping that active, and this is going to be totally different for you, was pain is love. So there was a certain intimacy that I learned how to create with people through pain. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I witnessed, right? What happens a lot is we, you know, we are, well, across the board, these are developed really early in childhood because we're just trying to figure out like, how do I create safety and love and what is going on here? (laughs) Mm -hmm. basically. So we learn how to survive and this is where the ego takes place. And it's our biggest vehicle for transformation and healing. And, and we can't expand without contrast. But so as a kid, what did I maybe learn how to do? Like if your parents were fighting, did you learn how to, to maybe absorb some of your, I'm not talking about you. I'm just generally speaking your mom's emotions or what did, when might you have learned how to do this and how was it a way to either create connection with others or safety. Even if it was, if I do this, you know, then if I'm taking your energy, if I'm feeling your pain, then we're connected, then I'm safe, then I'm loved. So it's just having like a really soft awareness of like where that's one piece around where might I have learned this and how can like, in my example, crying in the grocery store for the person that can't afford, like why not be empowered and hand them a $5 bill versus like, taking on their pain and staying in that place. So at when you notice it come up, like, so for you, having that awareness and just maybe journaling about it, free writing about it a little bit, do I potentially consider it as, and this is going to be super unconscious, but is it compassion? Is it my, am I trying in any way, am I trying to take care of other people by feeling them? Am I protecting them? Did I learn how to protect by feeling other people's feelings and then gauging what I need to do? But when it comes up physically, 
for instance, so say I'm in, I'm giving you a reading or something. I wouldn't do this because it's like my number one rule. But if I start feeling your emotion, your physical stuff, because that's one way to get information, mm-hmm. I would just switch and say, nope, I got it. Thank you. Yeah. I need to hear the information right away. So you're like nipping it in the butt a little bit. So when I first learned how to do readings, I would even have like somebody who's transitioned or an angel come through and they would just blast me with love for my client, their, you know, loved one, beloved. And I would be bawling and I would be like laughing as I'm like, I'm not, this isn't even mine. But now as soon as I feel that I got it, thank you. And then I, and then I'll, I, I have the, the message and I'm, and I'm receiving it. Yeah. Because I think, you know, you hear a lot, like protect yourself with a, a white bubble of light and yeah, you can do that. But I think that on a deeper level, um, it's about those unconscious beliefs. Yeah. And I'd be really interested to kind of hear to what you discover within that. And, and then it would be, how can I now shift my definition of compassion Mm -hmm. um, or whatever, whatever that might be that's coming up. Yeah. And I think, again, sometimes we think like, oh, if I'm sentient, then that's just what's going to happen. Instead of saying, being conscious of it, if you're, I mean, you, this will be your worst nightmare to be on a metro, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, being anywhere where there's a lot of people is so hard for me. Even if I love it in the moment, Mm -hmm. not like public transportation, but like Mm -hmm. a party. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'll come home from a party and... I'll be up all night, like reliving every conversation I had, but like very like unconsciously, like mm. deep within me, just like feeling every single person mm-hmm. who I talked to, who I saw, almost like they're inside of me now. Mm-hmm. And this happens. And yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, this is why I like to stay home because then I can just like think my own thoughts and go to sleep sometimes, but I I have a lot of trouble sleeping. So those are the kinds of things that happen. Yeah. And part of it too is, and not to say that you can't go to parties anymore, but I'm always, I notice myself in more of a general example of like, I'll get more drained if I'm places that I don't really want to be. That's true. So just taking a super um, compassionate and gentle look at you know, am I doing this out of obligation? Am I having this conversation out of obligation? And then watching your energy as you're moving through it, are you overreaching? You're not, or are you contracting? Where's your field and how can you just have like this kind of balanced experience with the person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you brought that up Mm -hmm. because I've, I've been thinking a lot lately about just exactly that. Mm -hmm. And I try not to do anything just out of obligation Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty good at like, I feel like I say no to 101 things every single day Mm -hmm. and I say yes to like just the very fewest things, but I still feel like when I really ask myself, why am I sick Mm -hmm. and what is this sickness trying to protect me from? Mm -hmm. Um, it's doing things that I 
don't want to do. So why can't, you know, I'm like, oh, great. So I can learn to be healthy and not do the things that I don't want to do. I don't need to be sick to protect me from not doing those things. Because it's such a wonderful thing for me, actually, to be like, I can't do that because I, I really have the, the best mm-hmm. excuse in the world, yeah. which is true. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally can't. I can't right. do much mm-hmm. right now. But I would love to be healthy and just mm-hmm. have those strong, empowering feelings anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still not going to do the things that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So in this case, you, did you really want to go to this party? Like a hundred percent of you? I mean, I'm not thinking of like one party in particular. I'm okay. just thinking of like in so general. many different things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I guess like living in LA mm-hmm. where there's so much going on yeah. all the time. I went to college here. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends here. Mm. I have my family here. I have my fiance's family. And then I have this industry that I'm a part of. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do a lot of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, tough. continuing to really honor that and fine tune it, mm-hmm. you know, because we can be like, I'm not, I'm doing everything. So, like, I'm doing the things. Mm-hmm. But if we get like super honest with ourselves and, yeah, that's it's um not easy, not easy to do, but and that comes with your growth too of just looking at yeah, what is this an old version of myself that I can let go mm-hmm. that would say yes to this or that would have this conversation or whatever the energy piece is. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um totally switching gears because sure. mm-hmm. there's so many different things yeah, I yeah. want to talk to you about. Um, aliens, mm-hmm. new channel, <laughs> aliens. Uh-huh. And a lot of people listening will be super into this. Uh-huh. Maybe some people listening will be like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. But when did you start channeling these beings? How did you know like who they were, where they were coming from? Yeah. Tell us tell us everything. Yeah. And and I get it. It wasn't a comfortable thing. And I still, um, not have issues, but like the more that I connect, the more that I'm shown that I don't really know. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, we just have to, we can have a basis for understanding. And then they're like, okay, that's nice. Now look at this. And it's, and it feels uncomfortable. And I, and so, um, yeah, I, it wasn't something that I sought after or read about. I went to like an activation kind of class group healing with one of my mentors who lives in Carmel actually. Mm. And this was, I think 2012 appropriately, like just getting ready for that Mm -hmm. (laughs) shift. Um, So it was a series. She did like a 10 month series and she did one and I really felt it. And I'm not energetically sensitive. I'm like a rock. Uh, And so- And you're also a generator for everybody listening, her human design. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. And that's so interesting to hear. I need to read up on it because I always just associate it with like, oh, Kafa, like- That that, too. But- I, that's really cool yeah, to hear. And I think probably we can look at your chart, but mm-hmm. probably a lot of your centers are colored in mm. and 
reflectors, for example, all of our centers are totally wide open. Mm -hmm. So not filled with anything. Mm. So we we just take in energy. I'm going to need that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, So you probably have, you know, you're generating yourself. Yeah. You're not energetically sensitive at all. Like, yeah. That's perfect for your career. Yeah. No, I'm super thankful for that. Um, And so the the point is I did this particular activation series with her and I went for a walk on the beach and I was like, hi. I was like, I, I couldn't believe what a shift I felt. And so I was like, what was that? <laughs> Who were you talking to? <laughs> um, and she's like, those are the Palladians. And I was like, okay. So I probably had like super faint knowledge that they were just, I don't know what, light beings is what the term that I generally like to use anyway. So I, at this point, she was actually the one who taught me how to channel. And so I went home, I think maybe that week and and just opened myself up and then wrote like, I was like, who are you? And they just, you know, pages and pages of, um, I think a, a, a comfortable way to put it is just, it's just, I mean, yes, aliens, <laughs> but we would be alien to them. Right. We're all just like, it's just being like, we're comfortable us. with the word angel, mm-hmm. but when it's like alien, we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait yeah, I think it really scares people yeah. because you just think of like the alien emoji or, you know, like right. something it's like, well, they don't really look like that. Yeah. And they described that they, you know, they do have a physical form. It's a higher vibration. Um, I'm not very visual, so I'm super audience. Um, and I just, I'm, I guess I prefer it. I don't know. Cause I can just hear and type or whatever that is. So there, you know, when I first connected and again, it made me super uncomfortable. They were calling, <clears throat> they were referring to life as the experiment. And I was like, excuse me. Oh my God. <laughs> so like they created us in a way. And I don't know if it was the Palladians, but yes, essentially that's what I've been shown is that we are kind of just, yeah, created. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we're a part of that through free will as well. So I, from what I understand, you know, if we were to make a reference to angels, like I think the angelic realm is a little bit more earth-based. And it's so funny because before I was like, okay, I got it. It's us, guides and angels, and then just like DOD. Like, <laughs> right, right. Gotta be, you know, these are the planes. And then when they introduced themselves, they kind of described it like, well, you know, these are more earth-based and we're more like multidimensional. And I was like, well, what do you care? You know, like, why are you, why are you right. talking to me? What's in it for you? And they explained that they're really watching us and everything that we're moving through and how we're moving energy through intention and basically like creation and how more or less we get trapped in the illusion of separation um, because we're essentially learning through that. That's our sphere at our school is, um, you know, and that, and that shows up in relationships and in money. And, but I think high level, what we're all doing is trying to come back to that oneness, the awareness, and all these manifestations of things are learning tools for us to remember the beingness that we're Mm -hmm. all one. Um, 
So all of their messages are very, very loving and supportive. And, you know, when you, anytime you hear channeled messages, they should be fully void of any judgment. Um, It's always in the we form anytime I connect. Uh, even when I talk to my soul, it's not like this, like I, because even our perception of a soul is like, oh, my soul, your soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but totally. even, we are really one. We right. are just consciousness are. looking back on upon each other. And so, um, yeah. And when they started to explain even the perception of what I previously thought of as source, or I joke around and say GODs, what mm-hmm. I call <laughs> Uh, they were just showing me that it's it's everything and it's mutable right, and it's all right. things and and um, yeah and I and again I'm I'm continually shown things that it, it's funny because I get kind of bratty I'm like I want new information like I'm tired of this like forgiveness stuff or like whatever like yeah, you know the stuff yeah. that we still need to learn yeah and then the way they give it to me I'm like. I don't, maybe I wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, I just recently I went to uh, French Polynesia for my birthday and I swam with humpback whales. I've always been connected to them and I've like done a lot of swimming with dolphins. And then uh, I went with some friends and they we were just kind of like, what does it mean? Cause we like swam with this mama and her baby and it was so profound. And my friends are like, can you connect and ask? And I was like, oh yeah, because I always, I always forget. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what does it mean? What does it mean? And they were just like, well, not much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, come on. That's so funny. Meaning, you know, they they were kind of showing us how we, our Achilles heel collectively is is how we inter- we try to interject meaning and our identity into things. And that's what actually blocks us. And then I was like, but what's the point of, don't we need a why? Like, what about my purpose? You know, Mm -hmm. which is my identity. And they said, um, I said, that feels so flat. And they said, did the whale feel flat? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) The whale did not feel flat. And so she was kind of just showing, there was a certain call and response that was happening, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like, and sure they hold, so much information. Like the first time I talked to a dolphin, I was like asking really like dumb basic questions about its baby or something. And then mm-hmm. it showed me the consciousness that it holds. And I was like, well, what are you guys doing underwater? Like, why are you just swimming around then? And they're like, we're holding the vibration for the planet. And I was like, right. Wow. Thanks. Oh like my God. In the water, that is right? very but profound. It. Yeah. So that, that that is there with the whales. There's so much wisdom in there. I think there is a really big call right now and we're feeling it towards nature and towards the animals and mm-hmm. I, nature's really trying to I'm tell feeling us. feeling it so intensely. Gotta, Actually, I feel like, yeah, that's kind of healing me as well. Oh my God. Getting outside more and more because I realized, not to interrupt you. No, please. I want to hear incredible. it because it's important. Um, yeah. I realized that I was describing the way that I felt, like this lack of energy, the way that I feel as the earth, like um, pulling all of my energy and my life force, like Mm. completely out of my body Mm -hmm. and draining it like back into the earth. Mm. That's how I kept describing it. It was the only thing that 
the only way that I was able to put words to it. Mm -hmm. So then I thought, well, what if I just been like, go out and put my feet in the earth? Like maybe they'll give me some of that energy back. And that's what started to happen. So I'm kind of in this place now where spending, spending time outside gives me so much energy and recharges me so much. I feel like I'm just a little kid. Like I have to go outside and run around and I'm not going on runs or anything because I don't have that kind of energy, but like hiking and like skipping, just doing these things makes me feel so happy. It's and then I'm just like, oh my God, look at the flowers. Oh my God. I've never seen such a beautiful color in my life as this rose. And my family's like, are you on drugs? Like, yeah. Because we'll be on just a walk together. And I'm like, no, this, I feel so connected to the earth and to the plants and it's amazing. To the ocean, to the sand. More than ever. Yeah. All right, guys, just a brief interruption from this conversation with Bree, who is so incredible in every which way to talk about Silver Fern, my probiotic and digestive enzyme brand of choice. I'm so obsessed with them that I even decided to go to them to create a product with them. That's how I'm obsessed I am with them. And we cannot wait to tell you about it. The product development market takes a while, but I can't wait to tell you about it when the perfect, perfect time is right. If you want to learn more about probiotics, and gut health and digestive enzymes and everything that all of that is good for. Listen to episode 106 of this podcast with Charity Lighten. She is the co-founder and CEO and chief nutritionist of Silver Fern brand. Um, she tells all about gut health, probiotics, why they're good, what makes Silver Fern stand out, etc. in that episode that we did together. And also you can go to their website. They have tons of education on there. They have tons of scientific articles. They're backed in every which way. And I just know that they've made a huge difference in my life. My mom and dad have started taking Silver Fern. We are all obsessed. I use their chocolate plant-based protein powder every day in my smoothie. And I also use their prebiotic fiber, which has helped me stay regular as having Lyme, you can get very, very constipated. Digestion can be crazy. So prebiotic fiber has been super helpful for that. So has probiotics. So have digestive enzymes. All of that is from silverfernbrand.com. They have a special code for us, for our Soul on Fire listeners, and that is the code BLONDE. It will give you 15% off of any and all products that you order on silverfern.com, silverfernbrand.com. You can check them out on Instagram too to see how cute Charity is. And speaking of awesome people who work for them, Kelly, shout out to Kelly. I don't know if I've ever mentioned her before, but she makes working with Silver Fern such a pleasure. She's a new mom and I just love talking to her and it's not a transactional experience. Just like I was saying with Four Sigmatic, like we have a bond, a friendship has developed. 
we're fans of each other. I love it. So check out silverfernbrand.com. Use that code blonde at checkout and shop around. Check out all of their amazing products. Now let's head back into this episode with Bree. I want to tell you, um, (laughs) that's one of the biggest messages that I feel for you is like, Mm. you know, and I don't mean to rush it, but whatever you can do, come stay in the treehouse, like whatever it is, but you eventually you probably kind of need to just be in nature. Um, but you're doing all the right things of like getting your feet in there and appreciating and just sitting by a flower. And it's really, you know, and I, I keep being shown that it's like, it's infinite intelligence. And I know you've seen it it's pumping through. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why we feel that. It's like pure consciousness is not only clearing us energetically, but it's like consciousness seeping in. And there's been obviously cultures for thousands of years that, and I've seen past lives where I was like the seer and I would just go into a forest to go connect with, you know, my for my tribe to see what was happening. Mm-hmm. So it's all, and I always say like, talk to a tree as you would an, an angel or a spirit right. guide or whatever. Just it's, And I do. Yeah. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is. It is so powerful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hearing you say that is making me like, as you can see, yeah. I'm about to cry because yeah. I just feel that so deeply. And I've been telling Jonathan, my yeah. fiance, and he's so supportive. Like mm-hmm. he's like, I will live anywhere in the world with you, mm. which is so awesome. Yeah. Even though like our whole life is here. Yeah. But I just, I just, yeah, you know it. my yeah. body mm-hmm. has to be in the, in the earth. Yeah. Like your body and your soul. Yeah. It's, your see, body's being dragged, but it's I see like, myself like sitting in. Yeah, just the earth, like mm-hmm. wherever that is. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like Ojai. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels like Hawaii. Mm. Sometimes it feels like Carmel or like it's something close Come. to home. Yeah, Come. I would love that. <laughs> um, and sometimes it feels like Malibu, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's close. Yeah. But, um, expensive. I think, <laughs> like, yeah. I, live on I think the beach. it's, I mean, and again, let's be, who knows? Like, I think. You know, as as you learn, like the more we surrender, mm-hmm. like I'm ready to show up in this way mm-hmm. for this thing, and it'll be provided. Like in my place, uh, I lived in LA for I don't know 15 years or something like that, and I was like, okay, that's a wrap. And I didn't hate it. I wasn't like didn't leave angry, but it was just time to go. I traveled for like three years, and then I was ready, and so I was like, okay, I'm ready, and. I wanted a really specific place. It was very unlikely for me to find a home there. And I did. Like everybody was like, you're not, the population is like 1,000 in Carmel Highlands. Uh, a lot of the homes are really big. It's not in my price bracket yet. Found a place, everything that I wanted, ocean view, fireplace, in the trees, happened to be right underneath a family friend that I've known for 20 years. Wow. So I was like, hey, I'm coming to the Carmel Highlands to go look at a place. He said, cool, call me after, come by. Great. I get there. I'm underneath his house. I can just yell his name. He comes down. So now we have a little trail that goes from my house to his house. I use compost. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, this place is mine. It's got to be mine. And the people didn't get back to me for like a week, maybe longer. And so again, I was in 
just struggled for a week. And then I was like, oh yeah, connect and ask. Right, right, right. And I connected and they were like, um, place is yours. Your soul created this a long time ago and that's why it exists. And I was like, what? Wow. So in trust that our souls got our back, you know, I think from what I understand and again, TBA, like, <laughs> um, we can, before we come, and even right now, if we're, can get to that place, you can kind of see all the potential realities. So it's not like this one destiny of where we should be. So I think the more that we can remain open to the deeper values, the easier it is for us to be placed in the right place mm-hmm. because the ego, our ego might not put us in the quote unquote right place. So my place is like so perfect for me to write and channel and be alone. I'm like a hermit. I love it. It feels so nurturing. Yeah. So I just am, I know that like putting that intention there and and saying, I'm ready to show up in this way, then your soul's got you. Yeah. (laughs) That feels good. Feels good to surrender and feel like I I don't have to figure it all out right now and like put all that pressure on myself. Yeah. And baby steps, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just like we were talking and earlier and you're like, I want to go do this thing in Carmel. And I'm like, you can have my place. Yeah. But you'll be provided. Such an absolute perfect, just divine, angelic experience that that happened. That's so perfect. Yeah. It's a great example of alignment. Those are always so fun. I know. I'm always like, life's not real. Life's not real. It's not. That's what I'm telling myself all the time. It's actually not. It's literally not. Like... Every morning I meditate and I ask for a sign or multiple signs and they just like drop down from the heavens all day long. Yeah. It's so fun. Today, I, uh, before I came here, I had a meeting with um, one of my lovely team ladies that's helping me out and I'm making, um, I channeled a, uh, a, a deck, an oracle deck Ooh. Um, from via the Palladians and it's mm. basically like a life book. I'm so excited. It. Oh, I'm going to, girl, I'm going to send it. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. Each card has like, um, so say it's, you say you pull the card abundance. It'll give a channeled essence of like what this really is, why you probably pulled it. And on the back, it's called the shift. And so here are, here's like a surrender and here's a meditation you can use. Here's a practice you can use in everyday life. Here's like a way to Right or whatever. So it's like, this is how I'm not going to create the change. Anyway, um, we had a meeting with uh, the artist and she lives in France, but she's from Sweden. And Michelle was like, I'm going to a wedding in Sweden. And she said, really, what town is it in? And she said, the town, it's like some small town, like super small town. The wedding's in is the same town that the artist was born and raised. No way. That's incredible. I know. That stuff just, I mean, the synchronicities are unbelievable. Yeah. And they multiply. Like when you, when you, yeah. Yes. They fall on the signs and when you continue to let go, they continue to show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. So (laughs) I want to have you channel. Yeah. Um, Can we do like channel, um, you know, just like your regular medium self and then mm-hmm. channel the Palladians like separately. Sure. Like one yeah, whatever you want. I'm putting mm-hmm. you to work here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no worries. Like, okay. That's great. So, yeah, it's good to get an idea of the the difference for yeah. sure. Yeah. So should I ask like specific questions? 
Yeah. Because I have a lot. <laughs> You're like, let me get my list. Hold on yeah. a second. Um, so just like to talk to the angels or whoever mm-hmm. your your medium self will chat okay. with. All right. Um, oh, gosh. I feel... Now I'm like stumped because I have so many questions. Okay. Well, with my health, mm-hmm. things have been so hard. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that this is a gift mm-hmm. for me to spiritually up-level. So what are they trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. What, are they, what do they want me to do? What is this? Mm-hmm. Why did I get sick? Okay. Cool. Um, I'm just going to take a second. And then uh, what I usually first do is just connect with the soul. Mm-hmm. And then if I notice <clears throat> there's like, you know, and, and what I'll do is I'll use the word they because I just, it is weird or she, uh-huh. it's not she. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So just so you know, and then if there's, as we go, you can ask other questions and, um, ugh. so it's funny because I, I, I'm doing my little grounding process and right away your soul came forth and I just felt all of um, its energy and there's an immediate remembrance uh, between you and I and it's just like, it's so sweet and I'm immediately, immediately like, I feel the, um, the there's like no even words that can describe it. It's like the, the light and the profoundness um, of your soul. And I know that you know that, um, but it's just, it's so beautiful. And if I had let it, it I would have uh, had start bawling because I could just start to feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, so hold on just a second. Cause it's just funny. Cause like, I wasn't even done connecting. It was like, hi, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <Yeah. laughs> so, sounds like my soul. <laughs> Okay, I know this is, um, we'll have them continue to talk about this, but it's like your soul first came through and is, and this sounds bad, but it's like joyful about the experience. And the point is, um, I, I understand it's been hard AF and like it still is. And I know you have so much awareness around it, but I think what the general message is, um, and you're doing again, so much just when you describe that talk, uh, that, excuse me, that walk where you're like noticing the flowers, you're so far ahead consciously of where a lot of people are. Um, but in a sense, like for you, that doesn't matter that your soul's really wanting you to, hold on, let me skip specific words here. Okay. So your soul's talking about having reverence for the process. Again, I know that's hard, but we're talking to a soul. So what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's starting, they're starting to give me a bit, a bit of just like a couple like bullet points. So the, and these are just for you to come back to. So the first one is uh, around judgment. So the, what they're talking about is what we tend to do, of course, is we reference the past and when I used to feel better. And then we also, we, go, we jump ahead and say, when am I going to feel better so that I, so that I can? Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to, as much as you can, not have judgment about the experience. 
and it's just the experience. And again, I know you know you know so much, but these are just going to be some things for you to come back to. Honestly. Uh, They're going to give me the bullet points, but I'm already asking the why, but this might explain it. Hold on. Well, they're saying um, uh, this goes hand in hand. So the the veil is lifting so that you can understand on a deeper level the why. It's almost like you know, we talk about, excuse me, we talk about so much like, oh, this is how the world works and it's about this and that. But what you're doing is actually experiencing what it feels like to be embodied by the soul. Um, And it's almost like, not that you had to go through this, but when we, like one of my biggest growth points was when my mom got cancer because I it was like there was nothing physical to hold on to. So I had to plug in, right? Because it was just like a survival piece. Mm-hmm. So you're really learning how to do that. Um, what else? Let me go back down this list here. So there's the judgment and there's the, what I would say, it's, you know, just gently being aware of that. And then continually, is that mine? that's the doorbell but okay. we can let them no it's okay my yeah. mom's um my mom's ring is that ding dong <laughs> um and i just talking about her so i thought maybe okay so then it's um if we're looking at what to do and how to move move through it for your healing it's and as you are continually trying on the perspective of the soul but what your soul is showing me is like you're actually being able to see things that most of us don't see until we cross over and we do like a life review, but yes. you're doing it in real time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, and again, I know it comes with so much, but I think, well, let's ask about it. So right now they're giving you what to do and I'm wanting to jump ahead to how do we heal, but this is all part of it. So, okay. What else is on this list, please? <sighs> okay. So the last, the the big third thing is that they're talking about how you are a, becoming a bridger of, of like a bridge for the two worlds and you needed to go through, I mean, if you think about who you would have been, I know you already know this, but who you would have been if you hadn't gone through this. I'm just going to ask them to verbalize it because they keep showing me what it is that you essentially came down to really like actually help us flip the polarity of our consciousness, like in the best way. Mm-hmm. But there's what they're saying is that you don't, they're wanting to address your um, not being able to be in the world. And it's not that you're ever going to really want to just walk down the street like Joe Schmo again. Like that's just not a path. Right. Um, but I, they do want to talk a little bit about your being, your physical being in the world. Hold on a sec. Okay. Okay. So you're already, 
um, writing about this? Are you writing about um, having this POV? Uh, trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's like all I want. Yeah. Um, as when I was thinking earlier, when you said, when you ask your soul, who are you? Mm-hmm. You're a healer. Mm-hmm. When I ask, who am I? Mm-hmm. I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're really wanting you to get, because what they just showed me was they're wanting the awareness to move through you. Um, that's actually a big part of your healing, even though it seems so unrelated. You're like, yeah, nice. I'll write and that'll heal my body. But it actually is a really big part of it um, because you need to, it's a way of you transferring your energy and the manifestation of yourself and yeah, major you feel it. Yeah. 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 So I know that's like not a not very not conventional answer, but let's no, see. that makes sense for yeah. me. Yeah. And you get it. So yeah. I mean, I could tell you to like drink a certain thing, but that's not mm-hmm. what is going to shift everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you want me to ask more about the healing part or? Okay. Sure. Or, yeah. Or, or, I would love that. Okay. Okay. So a part of um, what you're going through, obviously, is like this rebirth. And so, um, hold on. It's so crazy to see your path because it's like literally, you're actually living a lot of lives in one life. Yeah. Yeah, it feels that way. So they were kind of talking about your past self. And I want to see, it's important around this rebirth. So um, what can she do around? Okay. So they're looping me back to the judgment piece. And they're asking you to try to have as little judgment as you can also about like who you've known Jordan to be, who she is now and who she might be in the future. Because you've signed up for such a profound growth in this life, it's like, it's really required. Yeah. So watch your thoughts. Um, try not to identify. It's, usually, it's interesting because it's like, I think one of the biggest things that gets in the way of people healing is when we identify with the sickness because then we like glue ourselves to it. Mm -hmm. But what they're showing, um, which sure is a part of it, the story you tell, but they're also not wanting you to have any identification with any parts of yourself, which is like, that's a big assignment. That's a big assignment. (laughs) Any part? (laughs) Well, I guess I could just say, so no judgment. So what would it look like to just be? And Mm. I know, I mean, this is the conversation that we started with earlier. It's like, but that is your healing. Yes, yes, yes. And I think what's really important, and I think you know this too, you haven't done anything wrong. You weren't like completely off track. It's almost like it was a strong possibility. You know what I mean? Like what else would have gotten you? It's not that there's a race to the finish line, but if you also look at us collectively, like we were talking about nature and the signs, it's like, we got to turn the ship around, you guys. <laughs> yeah, And so I think that actually has something to do with it. The rate of the 
all of our consciousness, the way that we're moving and what we need. And again, not to denote that you have to take on the suffering of the world, but it's, it's related to your, to your shift, like a Mm -hmm. drop in the water affects, you know, the ocean. So, okay. What else do you want her to know about this like identity thing? Well, what they're saying is the less that we identify, the more love we can experience. So they just showed me with your partner and it's like, it's a different, um, way to move through relationships in general uh, because we tend to relate relate around I'm Brie and you're Jordan, what's your story and all that. But they're showing the love that can be created the more and more that we let go of that identity. Does that make sense? Do you? It does. Yeah, it does. I mean, I have to think about it more, but yeah. Yes. Let's see what they say about you connecting with them and in general, because that was something they started to show is mm. like, you've already expressed, but they're really happy about it. And I, and what I want to say is, um, <laughs> all of that said, what will be healing is you going through that writing process and telling your story as the observer is part of not identifying with the self. Mm. And so when you go down to write, don't feel like you have to get it from some outside source. Like everything's already moving through you. You've already been, you know, connecting and journaling and free writing and stuff. So it's there. Don't feel like it's got to come from somewhere else. You already have all the information moving through. Yeah. And your, and your human story is important. Mm -hmm. Um, And it will be sprinkled with the higher learning of around what we're talking about, which is hard to grasp because it's like not a lot of the lessons that people are learning right now, but we will be getting it. So mm-hmm. it's not easy being a pioneer. Right, <laughs> right. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like what I'm shown by my, by my soul mm-hmm. pretty much every day at this point mm-hmm. is like, like you're saying, it's like many, many lives, like I'm living these many lives and mm-hmm. I feel so in touch with like my soul's never ending consciousness mm-hmm. and it, it is making it harder and harder to live here mm-hmm. <laughs> and to um, have relationships of all kinds Yeah, because I just, I, I see so much. Yeah. So let me ask about that. I think a couple of things that are going to help ground you is the writing and mm-hmm. the nature. Mm-hmm. Um, saturating yourself in nature and, and, and getting the writing in through movement. Uh, let me ask a little bit because I clearly see that for like in you just when I look at you without needing to, to read. Like I totally understand what mm-hmm. you're saying and I can feel it. So let's ask around because you, you're clearly meant to be here. One second, let me see. <clears throat> so, sh- short answer is the people are there that will meet you where you're going, but you you just got to let go of the perception that it's not, or that you're the only one. So when we, and I know you're not saying that, Mm -hmm. but when it's kind of like, I want more people in my life that are uh, artists or whatever, but until I step into my artistry, 
I'm not really meeting that vibration. Mm -hmm. So they're showing me that they're there. And when you continue to step into this new role, you will meet them, but you have to shed the old skins. Mm -hmm. Um, And know that, you know, the thing about like with relationships and stuff, we're all just learning at different rates. Like I, sometimes I get like I'm a bad spiritual person, but I'll want somebody in my life to really get the lesson. And I get really frustrated. I'm like, come on, it's right here. This is what you have to do. Just like learn it. And then my soul will be like, they are learning it, breathe Right. At their own pace. Yeah. I've seen that a lot lately too. Mm -hmm. Like with all the people in my life Mm -hmm. and yeah, they're all learning it. Like I, I went through a phase of thinking like, I'm the only one of all my friends and family who's on this spiritual path. Like, why? Mm. <laughs> why isn't anyone doing this? But then I saw everybody is actually at very different rates. Yeah. And I also think I understand like past lives of mine or wherever my, my soul has been or mm-hmm. is. Like, I've done so much of this work. Mm -hmm. You probably feel this way too. Mm -hmm. But of course, right now, like me right now in this life is where I am Mm -hmm. um, in in a different place than Mm -hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. Not like anything is better or worse or anything. It's just like, okay, this this is why. Yeah. You'll meet them, babe. Oh, totally. And I know you already are. Yeah. But you'll be supported on that level. And right now it's hard because we don't have the framework for what that looks like. Right. How do I how am I in the world? How is this sustainable? But it but it will be the more that you step into it. For sure. Yeah. I like that. So what do my what do my guides say is the best way for me to connect with them? Mm. Hold on, they're de- they're they're showing me. Oh, base the it's just really sweet. I'm like I have a huge grin on my face because they're showing me. Um, and this is a message for everybody: when we resonate with that high love consciousness, when you're talking about looking those, oh my god, look at those flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're reson- We are connecting with like right. that's the essence right. of it. And what the human wants is the information. Give me the information. Come on, I do it all the time. I'm gonna yes, channel. I yes. need some specific information. Right. You right. Know what I mean. <laughs> So they're just making that point. And again, that's for everybody. How do I get myself in a high vibrational state? You know, what What are the things that make me feel connected to myself and the world around me? We always like, I want to be, intu-. I'm not saying you, but in general, we say like, I want to be intuitive or I want to know my purpose and where are we meeting our soul? And it doesn't have to just be in meditation, mm-hmm. but what are the things that light you up and make you feel at mm-hmm. ease and stuff? So the first thing, they just came so strong with that. It's like, it's almost your number one but let me they'll have them continue here. They they want to honor um your kind of like uh boundary around I don't hey, I don't want I don't want everything to come in right now. I don't want to turn into this like complete channel, right? And they're totally honoring that. So know that it will go at your right. rate and pace right. and it can. Yeah. So um, how else can she connect with you? God, they keep going back to, they're showing me like your your wedding and they're showing me the beauty of life. And 
that's all they keep showing me is like they want you to to resonate with uh, the infinite that is within right. all the I physical like that. because it is. Mm-hmm. It's not any more spiritual. This desk isn't less spiritual than right where they exist. Right, right. It's right. just a different relationship that we have with it, and so changing our framework around how we see it. Totally. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I am open to being a total channel, just so they know. Yeah. Well, I I think there might be, and even if it's unconscious, there's a piece of you saying, which is good, like, and I can look at it specifically, but what I'm getting a sense of is I don't want to, if being in the spiritual world means this, I don't want to open myself even even more. Okay. And again, not necessarily, just you can go at your own pace. And of course that doesn't mean that, Mm -hmm. but you also are still learning how to, you're getting like your sea legs or whatever around being able to shift and see the veil. Like, yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that you're not blocked or anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, So is it, can I, can I ask them what is yeah. my purpose or sure. is that too? I know you said like something about that just now. But oh yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, let's, 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 I'll get out of the way. Um, so part of your purpose is learning and this kind of goes for all of us, but earlier when I was saying like that your energy and your soul is so I'll say, I'll use the word big and profound. How do I allow that energy to move through this physical vessel? And so um, a part of it has to come through you, you know, like through writing or through whatever it is, because otherwise it's just not sustainable. So let me ask, uh, let me just ask your soul here. Why did you come? Your soul said, same as you. I came to illuminate the planet, Um, (laughs) which we all are here to do. Okay, more specifically, um, they're like, can you please acknowledge the, um, and I know you probably do, but the activation of truth that you've already achieved just through this podcast. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm seeing it as light and truth being activated in people, It's so much. Wow. Yeah. And um, the, your soul just said, uh, instead of, you know, a lot of times we propose what we have the female, we're not saying it verbally, we're proposing what's more. And they're just saying, what's now? What's next? Oh my gosh. Yes. So, so what's getting ready to move through me? And um, what else can you share about her purpose? They're also reminding you that um, as you elevate, other people are elevating without you needing to do anything. That's the na- the law of the universe. Mm-hmm. And so um, just by being, again, you're like, it's great for us to have passions and, and share, but just know that also just your light energy is affecting the planet. Um, you know, you have to now 
really honor that versus the doing. You're done. You've already, that's a wrap. Wow. On a lot of your doing. Right. And not that this won't have creativity, um, but it has more impact. Do you know what they're talking about? No. Okay. Just your- <laughs> like, what is it? Okay. Um, it's essentially like just your next evolution oh, of yourself. right, right, right. Of you doing a lot less. Oh, not that, that you're going to, you don't ha- you have to do less, um, but shifting from- how you've done things before. Yes, yes. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Yes. You're going to be more helpful. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And um, let me just look at your kind of close-knit really quick. And I'm not going to like necessarily read them. I'm just looking at your purpose mm-hmm. within your relationships. So as again as you sh- when you shift and grow even if um just by you shifting you they just called you an activator for change within your relationships and so you're helping people to get to know their soul and move through their higher self even yeah. if it's not a spiritual they're having to go oh I have to let go of this and I have to shift into this new role. So you're activating, helping to activate change within them. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a conscious spiritual uh, path for them. It can just be through, yeah, you know, you get what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be- Oh, definitely. Yeah. I've noticed that Mm -hmm. with all my close relationships. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Does that, how does that feel? That feels good. Mm -hmm. Really good. Yeah, gives me a lot to to think about. Yeah, I'm trying to honor your um, privacy. And also, I also know that you already know. So that's the thing about getting psychic mm. readings. It's like, you know, you already know. I know. <laughs> but I love it's hearing supportive. it. Yeah, I love no, hearing it's supportive. Yeah, no, it's really good. But it's just a reminder that it's kind of like we don't, we just don't allow ourselves to we believe don't. that it can we be don't. this easy or this big. And I do it to myself all the time. I was like crying earlier because I was looking, or yesterday I was looking at some of these channeled messages from when I first started. Cause you had asked me how I, and I was like, how right. did that happen? How did I get? And they were so eloquent and sweet. And they were like, Brie, you are here to like majorly like shift and you can do so much and just connect. And here I am three years later, getting the same messages because my ego is so stubborn around, mm-hmm. you know, what, whatever my story is around, not yeah, stepping into that. So totally. Um, yeah, I get it. And I, I know that, you know, so much, but um, yeah, I still love hearing it. Okay. So we're having so much fun talking and channeling that we're going to have you back on to channel the aliens. Um, and that is like a whole podcast in itself anyway, because I haven't even told you, but like I too am connected to oh, yeah. the we Palladians. You didn't have to. It's okay. Well, <laughs> I know. I'm like, of course you know. But yeah. that changed my life. Like mm. learning about that changed my life because that was the first one of the first like really spiritual things that has happened in my life. And 
I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Because I never like cared or thought about aliens or believed in them at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What happened? Well, this uh, shaman who's a friend of mine and I've known her since she, before she was a shaman mm-hmm. told me to come to Ojai. She lives in Ojai mm-hmm. and that she had all these messages for me from mm. angels. And I wasn't like very into this stuff yet. So mm. I was just like, wow. But I was really interested. Mm-hmm. But I was coming to Ohio that week anyway. So I met with her and she is just like such a goddess mm-hmm. being. And she was looking at me and crying. And we mm. had this whole session. And she said, You're connected to the Palladians. And mm. she explained to me who they are mm-hmm. and that they're like coming through me all the time. And they have been this whole time with like the creation of my blog and everything mm-hmm. that I do. Mm. And during that session, mm-hmm. I was watching her face shape shift into mm-hmm. like past life shamans and mm-hmm. also aliens. And I had never seen that happen wow. before. But now I see people's face shifting every almost every time I look at someone. So I'm majorly seeing it with you right now. Yeah. Especially people who are like really tuned in. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Now I'm seeing all of your like souls and everything. So I love as the tables have turned to give me a reading. God. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I do see exactly what I saw in her. It's like Native American shamans, Mm -hmm. like Within a lot of, you know, anyone who's really tapped in. So, um, yeah. yeah, You know, they told me they were like you, which I still don't totally absolutely understand, but they're like, you have an over soul, which actually isn't just one soul. And that's why you're able to shift and do all this, like the channeling piece. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like weird because it's not what I've ever thought. But again, you just like stay open to this stuff. Yeah. So then after that happened, I was channeling them Mm. all the time. And Mm -hmm. they were basically like coming to me every night. And like Mm. I would open my eyes and see them. Oh, wow. They would be like upgrading my brain. Yes. A few times, I think, like, they took me somewhere. Yeah, I've been Um, abducted a couple times. I heard that. Yeah. So that's, like, why we need a whole podcast. Oh, my God. But actually, the funny thing is, Mm -hmm. like, ever since I moved in with Jonathan, Mm. like, they don't come around anymore. Mm. Like, they don't come to me at night. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I'm not as connected to them. But I, I want to be. It may just be, like, a season Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you had some upgrades that you needed. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes when I get energy work done like that, um, it can be intense. And so I'll just be like, nope, I need this to, especially the times that I think of pretty sure I've been abducted. Like I was so drained. Right. Um, Maybe that's why, because I'm like too drained anyway. Yeah. And this would happen like before, before I got really sick, but I got really sick right after it was like a whole entire summer of like alien interactions, like every single night. And then I got extremely sick in August and I have not like been healthy ever since. And I also haven't like, they haven't visited me, but <laughs> We're also done with I, her. We've sucked it out of her body. I know. Well, here's the thing. Let's look at it. Um, because I just wonder if it was the Palladians. Like, I don't feel like the, 
the experience that I had where I feel like I was abducted was the Palladians. And they actually told me that it wasn't. They were like, that wasn't us. Because mm. um, there's I had, so much out there. Yeah. And I had opened myself up um, more or less, I guess, just to be, you know, you're in a play in the water. Like, <laughs> just so, yeah, I, um, I just as in relation to what we were talking about earlier around boundaries, you can make this like, nope, this is not okay. Like, no more activations even though it's it's fun and it's like enticing um yeah so that's crazy I know but yeah I also know that that came with an actual upgrade yeah 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 it's been so given the body gift sometime yeah sorry sorry no given the body some time to catch up too a mm-hmm. couple years <laughs> to catch right. up, you're gonna but, be good babe yes um, but I know that you have to head out soon. Yeah. So I do want to let everybody know where they can find you, how they can do some of your work if they're interested, which Thank I'm sure you. they are. Yeah. So I, I do have a program called Psychic Bootcamp and um, I do like live calls and mentoring and it's all, but it's all self-paced. And there's a free training on my site that even if you don't want to do the program, it's like a two hour thing and I go into like the Claire senses and we go through some exercises. So that's on my site, uh, which is just briemelanson.com. And yeah, we have these cards coming out soon. I'm so excited and I can't wait to share those with you and doing some um, more breath work recordings and, and integrating that with the belief work and reprogramming has been super crazy to watch. We didn't get to that, but um, yeah, people are healing from just like chronic conditions in one session it's like it's insane so yeah I think I'm gonna come tomorrow night (gasps) to your breath work yay I'm just gonna do it yeah like after talking to you and just feeling so connected to you I'm gonna do it I'm so excited me too yeah and I'll I'll take sweet care of you Mm -hmm. and um yeah I'm so honored thank you for this and thank you for yeah, doing all the work, obviously the personal work and then the work that you're you're doing out in the world and your voice and your courage and your soul and, 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 and. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. You're such a, just a gifted, beautiful soul. I'm Thank so you. happy to have you here. Thank you. I feel just connected to you. Like I know I have a lot to learn from you, which mm. excites me. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that about a lot of people, Mm -hmm. even if they have a lot to teach, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so it's an honor. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody check her out. We'll put all your links in the show notes and stuff. Cool. We'll have you back. All right. Namaste. Namaste. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Bree. She was such a pleasure to have on. I'm totally blown away by her. Um, I can't wait for her to come back on and channel the Pleiadians. I can't believe we ran out of time, but I can because there was so much to discuss and it was so fun. And I know you guys are just going to fall in love with her more and more. So check out her website. We'll put it in the show notes, briemelanson.com. She offers her psychic boot camp and all sorts of other things where you can use the code BLONDE at checkout for 10% off. Thank you also to our sponsors, Four Sigmatic and Silver Fern Brand. 
two of the brands that make this show possible and make my life possible and make my world go around. So you can use the code blonde if you order from them as well. The best mushroom coffee and the best probiotics out there. And all of that is in the show notes always. So I could go on and on about the experience that I had at Breeze Breathwork workshop where I was channeling and it was amazing and aliens entered my body and Jonathan had a visitation from his grandfather. He felt his presence, which I think is so, so, so beautiful given that Jonathan has also never had an experience like that before. That's a testament to Bree's talent um, and just soulfulness. She's so wise and I love her. So I hope you guys love this episode. If you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast, head over to iTunes rating and reviewing. I do have a little tutorial on the TBB podcast Instagram story highlights if you want to check that out. Um, And I will send you my blogging tips and tricks ebook as a thank you or I can send you my soul on fire yoga guide as a thank you so whichever one that you want you can just tell me in your email and I just want to thank you for doing that because it's so kind um also you can join our soul on fire podcast tribe on facebook coolest group of humans alive you're gonna fall in love and meet friends from all over the world So thank you. Thank you again. Brie will be back. Please tell me how much you love her because I can't wait to have her back. Um, And I like to show her all the fun messages that we get about today's episode. Have a great day or night or whatever time of the day it is. Wishing you the most soul on fire day imaginable. Talk soon.